Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of From One Mom to Another. My name is Cindy Anderson, author of a book called One Mom to Another, funny enough. Um, here with me is my daughter Stephanie Taylor. Um, and we're going to talk to, today about uh, transitions in motherhood. I think one of the hardest things about motherhood is that are those transitions. You just figure out what to do with a baby and they become toddlers. You figure out what to do with toddlers and then they become, you know, pre-K and then they go to kindergarten. Um, and with each transition, you know, you know, including um, preteen and teen and young adult and on up with each transition, um, comes a new learning curve. And it just seems like, you know, as moms, we are always trying to figure it out. Now, Steph, you just had a big transition this past week. Yes, I sent my oldest off to school, college, and it was the worst, <laughs> best thing I've ever done. Yeah, yeah, really scary. And we, we uh, we'll talk about that as we get to kind of that transition, but it is a it is a hallmark, right, in, in life as you send them out well, the door? I feel like with each transition, whether they're transitioning through the newborn stages or young adult life, you just feel like you're, you're moving to another chapter, like you finish a chapter yeah. and you're moving to the next one. And I, I think depending on which stage it is, there's even a small grieving process for what right. you're behind with that child. Right. Yes. And there's individual transitions. And if you have more than one child, a lot of times you're going through multiple transitions, but there's also a group like when the last child finishes elementary school and you no longer have children in elementary school. Yes. You know, those, those kinds of um, transitions are, um, they're hard and yeah, you do just kind of have to kind of sit down for a little bit and think about it and, and, and grieve a little bit and mm -hmm. and then you know you get up and you have to go fix dinner or something yeah. <laughs> someone calls you for something and then something yeah moms don't get a lot of time for inner reflection for sure <laughs> um one of the so one of the biggest transitions or what i what i think i mean with babies you know they change every six weeks so you get them figured out and, and right. then you just you get them figured out too and then they start to teeth right you realize they, so, the, the main consistent part of raising or, or, you know, growing a newborn is that things change. You get very used yeah. to that change. Yeah. And you do that rhythm. And I think, I think one of the, the first hard transitions for me was when the summer before kindergarten, mm -hmm. because you've, you've got this sweet little toddler baby and then, you know what, you know, the, the toddler plus years, they go to, they go to preschool and, you know, yeah, you know, they've gone to preschool and, you know, that's kind of, that's fun. And, and right. Uh, right. all of a sudden, I don't know what happens that summer before kindergarten, something changes. I don't know if they, they outgrow you. They, uh, you know, I don't know if it's nature's way of saying, yes, it's fine to send him to school. I, I don't know what happens. Did you find that with your kids? Oh, five for five. I mean, even, even my yeah. kids who didn't actually want to go to kindergarten, they yeah. still 
we spent that whole year um, kind of refiguring each other out. Like all of a sudden they're kind yeah. of shifting in their temperament a little bit. They're, mm-hmm. um, you're, you're, you're no longer funny. <laughs> to yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know I what it is. It. Yeah, it, it is. And I, yeah, and I'm seven for seven. I, they all, they all did it. And, um, and it's, it, 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 it takes you by surprise and it's, and it's hard. Um, on the other hand too, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to send your child off to kindergarten, even if they've been driving you crazy all summer. When that day comes, I mean, you've shared how it was to, to send Eden off to school, and I've had similar experiences. Sweet little Eden with a backpack that's bigger than her. <laughs> you know, so Melanie is my oldest child, and we lived in Arizona when she was um, in kindergarten, when she started kindergarten, and we were friends with a family of 10 children. So... Melanie, our oldest, was in kindergarten class with the youngest of 10. Ah. So you have a young mom with her oldest child. Right, right. <laughs> leaving, you know, to go to kindergarten for the first time with a mother that's now done this 10 times. Right, right. And so I was, you know, I would take Melanie and just wait until I could saw her go into that kindergarten room door and... Then I would just be there, you know, 20 minutes before to make sure I got her right outside, lest anything happen between right. the door and my car. Right. Well, this this night, sweet mom's had uh, quite a few of her school kids at this this uh, elementary school, and she said, "Hey, they all walk home together. Just let Melanie walk home. You know, they can walk Melanie home, and you don't have to come, you know, pick her up." Because I had other kids too that I had to put in yeah. the car to go get. Yeah. Now I need to tell you that we live two blocks from the school. I can literally see the school from my corner (laughs) of my my street that I lived on. I was a nervous wreck. I'm like, oh, okay. She goes, yeah. So-and-so, probably like Tommy, who's like, I think was in the fourth grade. He goes and gets his siblings and he'll just pick up Melanie when he picks up, you know, whoever it was that was in kindergarten with her. And they'll just all walk home. It'll be great. And Melanie's like, I can do it. I want to do it. And I'm thinking, okay, well, it's only two blocks. Okay. No, I was a nervous wreck. And they didn't all walk on the sidewalk. And they didn't walk all together. They were all, you know, it, yeah. I, and how do I know this? Because I was on the corner watching. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'll let them walk home and supervise. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm cool with this. And I just sat there and I thought, oh, this is, this is a disaster. Like Melanie was walking at one point and somebody's lawn all by herself. I'm like, he's not even watching her. <laughs> okay. Now, I also have to say that every other kid from that school was walking home. Right. So it wasn't even just these four kids. There were Hundreds. 25, 30 kids all walking down the two blocks to home. Oh, my goodness. Then you cut to my Michael going to kindergarten. Right. And I dropped him off. I, I said he was a walker. I dropped him off about a block away. He walked the rest of the way to school because we, we, li- we lived too far away and too busy streets, so he couldn't walk yeah. to school. Yeah. And then I, I wasn't going to mess with that carpool stuff, and so I parked a block away, Right. and he walked. He was a walker, so he walked to the car. <laughs> and, and I had to laugh because other mothers 
who are sending their first child out to kindergarten. How can you do that? Don't you worry about them? And I thought, well, you know, the circle of life, but Anyway. She'd be like, I'm sorry, he has survived yeah. a lot worse in his own home with his own siblings <laughs> yeah. Yeah. than what could have yeah. possibly right. happened to him the one block to my car. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That I, if I, if I was worried, I could see him in my rearview mirror or my, you know, out yeah. my window, yeah. depending upon which way I parked, all the way down. But no, mostly I just ran a book and waited for him to <laughs> knock on my car door. So, you know, there, there's, there's that kind of thing too. You know, the first time you... You do something with a child and then, you know, you certainly get a little bit more used to it. Well, and I think that's the key too, though, those transitions, especially the first few is the, the, tr- the trust in statistics. <laughs> that statistically, yes. Yes. X amount of kids have done the same transition and they're all fine and your kid will be too. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Like you saw the tw- 25 kids walking out of the elementary school that's- two blocks and they were all fine. <laughs> all the time but and yeah it was just so like hard yeah. when it's like your child because then you're just sure yeah. that they'll be the, the the outlier on the statistical spectrum i know <laughs> i know and i would also like to say that i was the only mother standing at the corner so <laughs> obviously i was the new kid on the block um, <clears throat> i think also too that transitions are hard for children and i think <clears throat> again going back to kindergarten first grade, uh, when my kids that went to half day kindergarten did a little bit better, but when they had went to first grade, um, and now everybody goes to all day kindergarten, but when they went to first grade, it was all day. Yeah. And I, I, I want to say that this was you, but it might've been Caroline. Um, you know, you think you're going to remember absolutely everything, but you just don't. But I, I do think it, it was you because I think it was the house in, in Ohio, but you came in and sat on my bed and said, is there school tomorrow? You're in first grade. Is it, you know, do I have to go to school tomorrow? I said, yeah. I said, you do. And you said, oh, do I have to go to school after tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. I said, yeah, you, you have to go. And, it, and school had been going for six weeks, about six weeks. And I find this true with all of my children about this point. Yeah. And I said, oh, sweetie, you, you have to go to school every single day, you know, Monday through Friday, every single mm-hmm. day. <laughs> I laid back on the bed my whole life. I just, <laughs> the crying and the, oh my goodness, just so overwhelmed by it all. And um, it was just, oh, my heart was all broken. I just thought, oh my goodness. Well, and it's, it's just a bad thing. And it's hard, you know, whether my kids had a full day kindergarten or if your kids, you know, have full time first grade, this is both yours and your child's. If, you know, they were in daycare previously of being in the care of a stranger all day long and as amazing right. and as wonderful as teachers are, mm-hmm. it's a weird shift. And, it, and, and I feel like it stresses yeah. them out a little bit. Like my kids would come home from their, especially the first two months of kindergarten would just come home and just like, rage yell you know <laughs> just yeah, like yeah. processing the stress and some handle it slightly better than others but mm-hmm. again almost five for five they just that was just their little body's way of processing just the stress of being on their best behavior all day or their yeah. you know and i would say the same is, is true for all different types of transitions too whether you're putting your child in, in child care for the first time or you go back to work and there's some shift and change mm-hmm. there um 
yeah, it just yeah. kids process that stress in their own little ways. And they, they really, do, they really do. And, and, and I think, you know, uh, maybe, maybe sometimes you both have to just sit down and have a good cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, um, we'll talk a little bit about Eden going off to college, but one of my kids, I kind of compared it to, you know, putting the kids in the kindergarten for the first mm-hmm. day and, Avery's like, but you, you know, Avery, my third child, she said, but you mm-hmm. we didn't ever see you cry. I said, well, no, I'm putting you on the bus. I was all smiles and waves and wave to you. I said, but what do you think I was doing right. the whole way home? You know, <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. crying no or kind of throughout the day, just kind of missing you guys or, you know, it's, it's, a yeah. hard, it's hard on everybody. It is, it is hard. And, and, you know, like you were saying too, you know, you have your kids with you 24 seven, you're, you know, knowing what's going on and then you just send them and trust that it will, everybody will be okay and, and do well. So what's, so what, what would be the takeaway then for young moms getting ready to kind of face some of these big transitions? What are some things that you did to help yourself or your kids get ready for these big transitions, whether it was, you know, kindergarten or first grade, you know, all day school or Mm -hmm. a, a move, you know, sometimes moves are, impact transitions mm-hmm. pretty heavily or mm-hmm. well I think I think first off you know you you have those talks with them and tell them what you know what's coming up and prepare them for what they're going to do um, you like to play school and mm-hmm. so you you I'd give you little worksheets and stuff and you would do all your answers and um, you, you didn't like being that's correct I had to just put a star all correct thank you very much yeah Thank you very much. Yes. <laughs> and that is exactly how you said it. Yeah. Four plus four is indeed 22. Thank you very much. <laughs> I would like my star, please. And that is exactly what you would say. You would say, I would say, you want me to, you want me to correct these? And then exactly what you said. And you go, I would like my star. <laughs> and so I just put a star on. And, um, and so that, that was kind of what we did as well. Now, the younger kids would see me do flashcards with the older kids mm-hmm. and homework. And I remember um, uh, Michael wanted, not Michael, I'm sorry. Uh, Daniel wanted to ride the bus so badly, so <laughs> badly, because we lived in, um, in, in, in um, Ohio at the time. I had to think about where we were at. And uh, he would see the other kids get on the bus. And so I, and he wanted the backpack and he wanted the lunch and everything. So mm-hmm. I, we got him a backpack, put stuff in the backpack, made him a lunch. I was the bus. I'd pull the car around to the front. He'd come out, hop in. <laughs> I mean, the fun ended when he realized we were actually going to go run errands. So it wasn't as fun. Right. <laughs> but he, he just, man, he was beaming. I'm coming out to the bus. And so I think, you know, you do those kinds of things with your children too. And it helps mm-hmm. them foster excitement um you know and, and preparing him for that for those kinds of things i i always tried to find books that talked about it mm-hmm. whether it was you know a fiction fictional book or you know whatever that dealt with whatever theme yeah. potty training or preschool or kindergarten yeah. you know just because it kind of helps kids to see it play out before their eyes mm-hmm. in the story and realize that things are fine have their Mm-hmm. that transition put into some kind of context for him maybe it would be my advice yeah. for moms you know, get ready to make this transition and yeah I, I think that's I think that's really good too I think also just talking 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 you know you can prepare them you can be excited and you get their lunchbox and you play school and do all those things 
um, or whatever that transition is, mm-hmm. but always on the first day of school, even all the way through college, uh, well, how is that first day? And you just let them tell you all about it. And, and even the succeeding, the, the, you know, every day after that too, they, you know, how was school? You always ask your kids that, but you know, to really, you know, how was kindergarten and what was your teacher and what it was your favorite mm-hmm. part and what did you, you know, and I remembered picking Daniel up from, from kindergarten and he, he got in the car and I said, bud, how did it go? Like, you know, mm-hmm. and he goes, I have the biggest shoes and I'm sure, and I think I can beat everybody up. <laughs> I'll take that, that as a win. His, I'll take that as yeah. a win. But let's also that, talk about being kind to others. That's great. Bud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, as a mother, you're just kind of like, hmm. Hmm. All right. So you have it all under control and I'm going to be spending a lot of time in the principal's office. Okay. (laughs) Well, and you always need to know where your baseline is, like where your starting off point is. And Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Right. Well, and I think too, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just like, well, then that was Daniel's. Yeah. That was Daniel's. (laughs) And beat everybody up. He had sized everybody up. And I just think you keep open communication with your children. And there's some things you just can't plan for. You just don't know how they're going to, how they're going to go. And I think, you know, that is a good segue to middle school. Yeah. That transition. <laughs> you just don't know how things are going to go. No. In the middle school years. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, Oh my goodness, those are the worst. They are just the worst. And can I just say, <laughs> I don't really understand as public school kind of form and evolve. Like I get like why you would want to separate, you know, that age group from the younger kids and from the older kids. But you basically, you have, you know, several hundred hormone-driven, insecure, right. preteen teenagers. You put them all in one building to each other with minimal adult supervision. And then you say, may the strongest survive without any major <laughs> emotional, yeah. mental issues. It's bad. And, and it's, <clears throat> they start becoming, I mean, the hormones start to come in play. Popular kids start to come in play. Their self-esteem, they start really noticing that world around them and how do they fit in that world. Lunchtime and in the cafeteria. Help them if, yeah, lunchtime. Because in elementary, you have to sit with your class. So you, you have a guarantee. Right group of kids that you sit with right even if no one talks to you at least you're not but in right. middle school you can sit wherever you want and all yeah. of a sudden now it's like it's like hunger games right like right you find yourself yeah. as an outlier you don't have a pack right you feel like you're toast yeah and and heaven help you if you don't fit in if you feel Absolutely. like you don't fit in and, and i've told the story about daniel not only did we move from middle school Yeah, I mean, I think I shared the story about Daniel. Not only did we move to a new area, but he started middle school. And that lunchtime was was murdered, him trying to find, you know, a place to sit and to find friends and friends that had been together since kindergarten. He's trying yeah. to yeah. find his way in. And I just think it's just a hard time. And as they worry over their self-esteem as they worry about being cool that causes anxiety in them and their behavior at home starts to change mm-hmm. as they try to figure this out and deal with like again hormones and all of that mm-hmm. 
um, and school steps up, they've got more homework and they've got, you know, more pressure and they're changing classes and they're, you know, it's just, there's just a lot that's thrown at them in that, in that middle school transition. Absolutely. Well, and then, and then, so not only are you dealing with different types of issues with your middle mm -hmm. school than you do with your elementary schooler, but you are now what I like to, what I call myself as the unpaid or um, underappreciated Uber driver. Yes. yes. <laughs> the, un the Uber driver that does not get paid and not always even thanked like for. No, no. I, I remember thinking somebody said something about, you know, being such a, you know, a mom taxi. And, and, and I remember thinking, ah, it's not too bad. I swear the next day, all seven of you, even the ones that weren't born yet had extracurricular activities that they had to be to. No, no. I would spend it's crazy. Like from two 30 in the afternoon when the high schoolers were, you know, done mm -hmm. till about seven or eight at night, sometimes even later picking right. up, dropping off, picking up, dropping off and, and, and in all different directions and for all different things. And you just feel like I spent half of my day in a car. I know. Well, I told you Michael was, was raised in a car seat. Yeah. The biggest I, mistake I've ever made as a parent, when we bought our last vehicle in 2015, we were trying to be frugal. So I didn't buy anything fun in the vehicle, you know, like, like other than just like some, right. I don't know. It, it, I will never make that no, mistake again. I tell every parent entering into middle school year that if you are looking to buy a vehicle, buy the nicest money, van, whatever vehicle, whatever, that your money can afford because you will be, mm -hmm. that will be your second yeah. home. You might as well really enjoy it. You might yeah, well. be comfortable in it. Yeah. yeah. I know it's, it's, it's insane how much time. And I even, you kids could, couldn't, were limited to your extracurricular activities. Yeah, because you know, I if you if and I had usually yeah usually at one time it was five of you all had something, mm -hmm. and you know as you're going around and then you want to be there and then it's dinner time and then, I mean it's just it's just crazy yeah. how much driving around you do yeah and um and and that's hard. Also invest in a good unlimited data plan, like this is yeah. the these are the years so if you're being careful about. <laughs> Data use, yeah, how much you spend on it? These are not mm -hmm. the years. Yeah, well, and even just the day. So you get up, you know, early six o'clock, seven o'clock, whatever, to get your help your kids get out to school. And then you basically, I mean, stores and stuff don't really open till nine. So you just basically do your morning routine around your house. Yeah, you get the younger kids in the car, and you know you have from nine to two to conduct your life. Yeah, whatever you do, you've got to do it in those hours. And then the after school start crazy starts. Kids start yeah. coming home. You have to pick them up from band. You have to go to this game, that game. It, it is just, it's a crazy time of life for the kids. And it's a crazy time of life for a mother. And I just remember that feeling of my life exploded overnight. I had everything under control. Mm -hmm. I had the schedules under control. It's not too bad. Four o'clock start dinner. How can, you know, this isn't that hard to... Oh my goodness, it is seven o'clock. I'm still on a ball field and nobody's had anything to eat. Yeah. Yeah. It was about 2013, ha like halfway through that year. And I felt, or like I was like, I'm kind of miserable right now and I don't understand why. Mm -hmm. And I kind of took stock of my life. And all of a sudden I realized, like, oh, my, our evenings now are just as busy 
as our daytimes ever were when the kids were little. Like it's mm-hmm. like, it's, I mean, and heaven help the, the moms who work during the day that now oh, all my have to fit everything, you know, moving yeah. laundry through dish, like all the stuff that you normally have to get done during the day. I mean, I just, my heart goes out to them like, <laughs> to have to like come mm-hmm. home, get kids places, dinner, and then do all that stuff. I mean, I just feel like there's no. And what if they've had to bring work home? What if they. Oh gosh. Yeah. I don't even know how they do it. No, absolutely yeah. not. It's a crazy way, but I, I, crazy time. I will say that I took full advantage of the car time though, because um, I think one of the best ways to help our kids with this middle school transition and experience is to keep them talking. Mm-hmm. It, you know, a lot of times they, they, things happen at school, their self-esteem is taking some hits. They're uh, maybe they're be even being bullying. I mean, I take advantage of the car time. I think when kids are struggling at school for whatever reason, trying to work their way through this new made middle school, mm-hmm. but sometimes they withdraw and they don't, they don't talk about the things that are going on um, in their life. Right. And we can't help them. We can't help them with this transitional time or um, if they don't talk to us. And so, and if you try to talk to them in their house, in your home, they can say, I don't want to talk. And they can go in their room and shut the door. Right. right. But when you have them in the car, they're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And you don't even really even have to talk about what's going on at school. You just, you can just kind of have a fun conversation mm-hmm. and, you know, just say, Hey, how are you doing? You know, with your friends or, you know, talk about if they're, what they're interested in and, and, you know, let them explain um, whatever that is, whatever they're, that interest is, but it just, it, it's a good relationship builder so that when some hard things have to be talked about or they're going through a harder time, you've got that base there. Mm-hmm. Um, because in middle school, the times that you're at odds or conflict with your children are going to be more than the times that you're not. Right. That flips because of you, because of the, when they're younger, that's different. Mm-hmm. And so you can, you can take these conflict moments like, you know, and sit down and, you know, the schmaltzy sitcom, you know, music can play while you're, you know, working this wonderful thing out with your children. Well, in preschool, you're going to have more conflicts than you are going to have yeah, middle good school, times. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Middle school. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing that I, I always tried to do is if I was going to be in the car six hours a day. I was going to use it to my advantage and really see if I can you know, really check in with the kids and really use that time for conversation and, um, you know, re- relationship building. Yeah. And like I said, they couldn't go anywhere. And when I raised kids, they didn't have phones and things to look at in the car. I and mean, it was just me or I could turn on the radio and they wouldn't, they did not want to listen to my music. So <laughs> We can either talk and you can tell me how it's going to be or that's right. what's going on. Yeah. We can listen to Billy Ray Cyrus and Achy Breaky Heart. You just choose. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say on the other side of that though, I, I don't know how, like, I feel like moms now have it a little bit easier and that we have so many things to do to keep us entertained mm-hmm. because, you know, a lot of it is sometimes it's just parking your car and waiting because, you know, your child needs to be picked up in a half an hour 
well, you're 10 minutes away or you're 20 minutes away from home and you're not going to backtrack home just to have to, you know, turn around. You mm -hmm. get in that carpool line and you sit and you wait. So I love listening to podcasts or, you know, read, you know, reading a book on my phone or listening to a book while I'm sitting there. So I, I do feel like we have a little bit easier of a time than your yeah. generation where if you forgot to bring a book with you, that was long, yeah, you long got <laughs> You got nothing. <laughs> that you can take a nap because just sitting in that sitting in that parking lot it was yeah it was brutal um any other takeaways no i love that just yeah use that car ride to talk with your kids i would say instead of asking how was your day you know yes and no questions especially in the middle mm -hmm. school years ask mm -hmm. open-ended questions you right. know what are some things you're learning about yeah. Tell me about something I, I would, to talk to that day. Just, you know, just so that they can't just give you the yes. Yes uh, or no. Why, you know, which is pretty. Yeah. My, I, I, for a time when, when Melanie um, had a baby, I uh, dropped off and picked up uh, Drew, one of my grandchildren from school. And every day he knew it was coming. What was your favorite thing that happened today? Mm -hmm. What was your least favorite thing that happened today? And, you know, those kinds of questions, you're absolutely right. So that yeah. they, they can't just say nothing. No. Well, and my girls, I never had a problem with my girls because they're more than happy to talk. Right. And, I mean, that's just what they, it's just their personalities. Right. I've had to get a little smarter with Weston, who's mm -hmm. my preteen, preteen boy. <laughs> yeah. I'm fine. Things are good. Yeah. Are they though? Because that tells me nothing. That tells me yeah, nothing about your life. I know, I know, and you know, nothing. That's that. You know, is there, is there something wrong? You know, what's what's going on? Nothing, nothing. Anyway, it's a challenging time. It's a challenging time for everybody, and um, you know, just uh, and we get through that time, and they go to high school, and yeah. driving and dating. And I driving tell you, and dating. That is, it is like letting your child drive and date it's like standing on the edge of the cliff and mm -hmm. telling them they can like peer over the cliff yeah like Here's as far as they want like you're just like <laughs> yeah what? yeah i so melanie our oldest turned 16 and i looked at her and i thought who in their right mind thought that a 16 year old should be behind a wheel now, when I was 16, it made perfect sense. Well, sure, sure. But, and after that, I think most of my kids, I would say six, at least six out of seven were 17 before they got their driver's license. I would just drag my feet. I just yeah. thought, it is too young. They need another life, another year of life experience before they, <sighs> they do that. And, and then, and then the dating and all of a sudden you're like, holy cow, there's so much that I haven't taught you yet. And so I would find myself like, in really random moments, all of a sudden, just right. dropping some truth bombs. Like, if you go on a date with a guy and he thinks that he gets to kiss you because he took you out, well, then you need to tell him. <laughs> and Eden would just kind of, because she was my oldest, and could, you know, uh -huh. her eyes would just kind of get wider and wider. And then yeah. I, I could always tell, like, when I've hit like the truly crazy point in the conversation, because then the uh -huh. eyes would just kind of glaze. And it was almost like a survival <laughs> death tactic for her to just like check out. Because it was just like crazy, like trying to fit like every safety yeah. lesson I've ever learned. I know. And, you know I, I would say, 
I would say, hey, life lesson. Yeah. You know, and then you just because all of a sudden, yeah, you just realize they're 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 going out with a boy, especially yeah. your daughters, and yeah, and a sixteen-year-old boy is going to be driving. Yeah, how is that right in this universe that that should occur? And you know, you worry about your sons as well because they're the ones driving, and there are life lessons for them as well. But yeah, you just. And well, in our day, it was make sure you have a quarter so you can use a payphone. Yeah. Well, they have yeah. their cell phones. Yeah. My, my ours is make sure you have an Uber app, the Uber app on your phone. So yeah. You your own ride home if the guy. Yeah. 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 And, it, and it doesn't even stop. I mean, you know, I send my kids to college and, and I'm saying, okay, first date, you meet him. Like you meet him there. Oh, and you know, the, and the, the crazy thing is that when I was at school, you know, these guys showed up in a pickup truck outside of our apartment, oh called out, hey, who wants to go to the dunes with us? And we're all like, oh we yeah. <laughs> didn't even know their names. We hopped in cars. We followed them up to like these remote areas. <laughs> we stayed with them all through the day, had a fire at night on the dunes, and didn't even think twice about like their predilection for like serial yeah. killers or, you know, yeah. nothing. Or like, anything. And I just would like to say how glad I am that I'm hearing this story now. <laughs> that you, I was that I made it that, home safe from all those dates. That you made it home safe, and this we'll just let's go ahead and segue into the into the, off to college. I would just like to say that I would tell my children, you need to tell me these stories after you've done it, and I know that you're safe. Right. If you would have said, hey, mom, hey, I got to go because some guy in a pickup, these guys in a pickup truck wanted to see if some girls want to go to the dunes, I would have freaked out and, like, and worried about So Getting in the yeah. car, we're going to go get her. Well, you know, yeah. if, if middle school and high, or if um, dating and driving is letting your kids stand at the very edge of the cliff, I feel like sending mm-hmm. them to college is telling them oh. to them on the cliff and trusting that, like, you've given them the parachute. Mm-hmm. you've done all you yeah. can they've got that all you're teaching is like their parachute and it's gonna mm-hmm. work and they're gonna apply it and they're gonna be safe on the on the way down like right it is the hardest so it we sent hard. eden off to school on tuesday and because of covid things and things with my job and my husband's job we didn't fly out with her mm-hmm. and ex- increase our exposure but i have we have family there that were mm-hmm amazing mom fill-ins and took great care of her. Anyways, um, I just cried that day. I cried as soon as she went down the escalator. I cried on my whole way home from the airport. I came home, cried. I took a little break from crying to take a nap because I was really tired from crying. <laughs> and then I cried some more. And, it, and, it, and but then the next day I was fine. It, but I just took a day to just mm-hmm. kind of have a little pity party because mm-hmm. Like we were kind of saying earlier, there's just this grief you feel mm-hmm. at losing that stage of motherhood or ending that stage of motherhood mm-hmm. in which they are in your home, you see them at the end of each day, mm-hmm. you're still the parent. It, it, it's just, a, just in a very small way, a little bit of grief that you have to kind of just process and... yeah. And, and this transition is different than some of the other transition transitions because, you know, they are so excited to go that summer before college is like the summer before kindergarten. 
Like yeah. they are smarter than you. They have life figured out. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they try to fire you from being their mom. They're, they're, they're just ready to go. And I remember <clears throat> taking Caroline to school and we were flying there and I was sitting in the seat thinking, I, I can't, I, she's number six. And I was still like, I'm going to have to leave another child in a different state, yeah. you know, of the country. Yeah. And, um, and I'm going to have to come home. I'm going to have to go home to Texas and leave her, you know, five, six states away. So mm-hmm. I turned over to look at her with, with a sentimental smile. And that girl is beaming <laughs> from ear to ear with excitement. She oh. could barely sit still. And the closer we got, um, to, to her destination, she just got happier and happier. And I thought, oh man, like, <laughs> this is, this is well, not yeah. cool. <laughs> so I only need one box of tissues then apparently because. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, is, because she's not gonna. Not crying. And, yeah, you know, and, and Eden was prepared. She, she printed out maps of the airport. She got herself through her connections. She, like her parachute chair. opened. Yeah. Yeah. She's and had so much fun with her aunts and her uncles and having a great time. Know, having a great time. And, you know, I just, I texted her one night cause she was, they, because of COVID they're, they're doing, you know, um, they, they don't all check in at one time. They all have, right. Everybody staggered, and staggered, hers was a, staggered checker. Yeah. And hers was a little early on the earlier side. And so she was by herself for a few days and I, texted her and said hey are you okay at night because i think we were both encouraging her to go spend the night with her, with her aunts and uncles. yeah and uh she said i just um uh made some some herbal tea and climbed in bed and i'm reading a book and i'm like oh my goodness you're flying like that was just so sweet <laughs> yeah um yeah just darling and and they not that they then the next part of the transition i will say is that then they realize they don't know what they're doing and they call you up. Well, like, what that, do I do? So dad, my father took me out to, to school. My little sister came with and then we picked up another sister and it was this big fun ordeal and it kind of flew out in a whirlwind and I was just so caught up in the excitement of it and I was so excited to start school and uh, everything got dropped off and then my dad got back in the car and he started pulling away and all of a sudden, because this was before, really before cell phones were a thing, mm-hmm. all of a sudden I realized I didn't have a phone number. I, I didn't know how to set up a phone line for our apartment. Mm-hmm. And I said, Dad, how do I get a phone number? And he <laughs> leaned us out of come out the window and said, you'll figure it out. And then drove away. <laughs> and that was the moment I realized I knew nothing about life. I knew zero things <laughs> about real life. And all yes. the mom, I know, I know, I know, mm-hmm. were exposed for the lies that they were because I knew yeah. nothing. Nothing. And I kind of went inside and just thought, huh, it'd be an interesting year. See? Yeah. <laughs> See what yeah. Happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's figured out the phone thing because uh, I, we I still got night. a phone call. Yeah. You called me that night. So I think... Um, I don't know if they had phones already in the apartment. They already had phones. All all I had to do was call the apartment or um, walk over to the leasing office. What what a different world. What a different world. Yeah. Um, With cell phones, that's not even a thought. But it does illustrate, 
every every child has called me about day two, day three. Um, hey, mom, <laughs> what what about this? What, about, what do what I do about? Mean? Yeah, what do I do about that? And um, Caroline called me one time and said, "So how do you cook chicken?" <laughs> like, <laughs> <what are> you... <laughs> So, you know, and, and I feel like as they transition from, I know everything I got, I, you know, and they, and, and good for them that they would have, it's what they need to have the confidence as much as it might drive us a little crazy to have the confidence to go out into, into the world and, and make, make their way as they, as you say, um, then when they realize, oh, wait a minute, whoa, 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 yeah. um, still need mom. Then it gives you this opportunity to start that what is going to be the beginning of what is going to be your adult relationship. Yeah. And um, you know, it's it's just it's just a one it's just a wonderful thing. What are some things? Let's talk about some things that we can do that might help our kids uh, be successful for that first year out. Well, I think about my um, senior year of high school and I didn't really have a lot of rules my senior mm-hmm. year of high school. At that point, I didn't really have a curfew. I didn't have, uh, I mean, I worked. I kind of just came and go as I, as I mm-hmm. needed to. And I, I mean, I always checked in with you guys right? and I never took the car without permission or, you know. You like, always checked like in that, and but, we always knew where you were at. Yeah. Right. But, you know, I think it is good. It was good for me to kind of practice having some autonomy so that mm-hmm. I didn't go out to school and then just go crazy a little bit. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, short mm-hmm. of, you know, hopping in random guys, pickup trucks. Um, sure. I mean, that, that was saying that, that certainly wasn't crazy, but you know, I just, well, it was my first taste and, and I, and in, in a still safe place, I also had consequences for my actions. And so I, got to mm-hmm. kind of see a little bit like, oh, I got to choose things more carefully because it, mm-hmm. but it, it wasn't as um, high stakes as being out on your own. Yeah. Yet. yeah. Well, and I, you know, I just, that was a conscious decision on dad and I's part. We thought um, they, they need to be able to uh, have that euphoria of, of cho- choosing and kind of conducting their life mm-hmm. in the safety of home where we could, we, yeah. we could, um, intervene if if we needed to, and and so we did. We we loosened the reins a lot. Yeah. So yeah. that when you went out to school, you know you 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 had done this before, and yeah. Yeah. maybe would be a little bit more level headed than the kids that had never had that little bit of freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you know, I I I don't know. You know, that, that just worked with your personality. It may not be the thing for everybody to do, but it. But it worked for for you and for the for the other kids. Um, I remember though, Michael. He went out. He went out the first uh, for summer after he graduated from high school. He did uh-huh. a summer semester, and anytime anything came up. Now we were in Texas and he's in Utah, so, you know. He called me and go, hey, some friends want to go up to um, want to go camping this weekend. Can I go? I'm like, <laughs> okay. You know, or if I, it was a situation that I thought was, didn't sound right, I'd say, well, you know, I don't know if that really sounds, you know, like a good idea. You know, where are you at with your homework? I, I usually kind of help him talk through, talk yeah. himself out of going. But, 
nine times out of 10, I'd be like, yeah, that sounds, sounds like fun. So then he left for a couple of years to serve a mission for a church. And he comes back and goes back to school and I get a phone call. Hey, mom, um, my friend from Arizona is going home and we all want to go with him because they live on, you know, they live on a ranch and we want to go. Can I go? Is that okay? I'm like, yeah, boy, that sounds fun. You can go. Well, this went on in, uh, for a year. I mean, yeah. he was probably 22 and he called me up and he said, Hey, we're all going up to so-and-so's cabin this weekend. You know, can I go? And then he stopped and he goes, what do you, what, what do I still have to ask you permission? Like <laughs> if you say no, I could still just go. Right. <laughs> I just started laughing and I just, that was just so fun for me because none of you, none of the other kids ever did that. No, no. Or, you know, none. I would call you, like you said, I would call you and tell you after things happened. Yeah. Like, okay, this is what we did. And yeah. Just and I remember before you went to school, I said, no bridge jumping. Yeah, you bridge jumped. I know you did. Oh, absolutely. I, well, yeah. I called and told you. I said, we. Yeah, went. yeah, you did. And I'm like, you're not allowed to do that. And you're like, okay. Oh, well, I did. Whatever, so. mom. I did. So, <laughs> yeah. Hence my theory of just tell me afterwards. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, so Michael and I really had a really good laugh about that. And then, he, then I said, I said, yeah, but, but you're 22, you're like, you know, you're 22, I was 23 years old, like, you know, what am I going to do? I'm in Texas and you're in Utah. And so, um, so he just laughed and then he goes, okay, but can I go? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you can. <laughs> Michael. So, I don't know, you know, it's just, it's just kind of a, of an interesting time. And I think, you know, that transition does take some preparation. I mean, certainly aren't we preparing them their whole lives to, you know, be responsible and. Yeah. I mean, know, we started with. Believe in themselves and. Yeah. Um, learning, learning how to cook, learning how to manage their time, you know, whole, you know, kind of keep a job through mm -hmm. it all. So kind of get, they kind of practice. Right. The, time management the money is, and, right. Money is a finite thing. Mm, yeah. When the kids would want something and, you know, just for fun, I would say, you know, I'll, I'll go in half or would this something that you'd spend your money on? And, oh, no, I don't really want it if I spend my money on it. You know, just having <laughs> them understand about budgets and money. and That was probably that. the best. So there was one summer when the girls all kind of nannied. And I said, I said, you know, we don't really have the money to do everyone back to school shopping. So I need you girls to... Mm -hmm. get a job of sorts so that you can contribute most of your to mm -hmm. most of your school shopping so the girls got this nannying job and we went to, to go get their clothes and you know rewind six months we would go shopping and they would ask for something and they would say well it's only 45 dollars right right i'm having zero clue what it takes to earn 45 dollars mm -hmm. <laughs> so then yeah and they went shopping with their own like hard-earned money and they saw mm -hmm. like what they got per hour when they wanted to go buy something they were like oh this is like four hours of babysitting like you know what i mean like all of a sudden like <laughs> right 45 dollars sweater actually like they understood what 45 dollars mm -hmm. meant and so right. i feel like i feel like that's pretty pretty crucial for kids to experience mm -hmm. before they leave for school yeah i do, I do too 
Yeah, I think it's really important. And I think that they need to understand about money. They need to understand about credit. You know, Michael came to us once and he wanted to buy the P90X exercise system. And it, it cost a certain amount of money and he had part of it. And could we, you know, just put, for, for, he says, I need a credit card. Can you just put it on your credit card and then I'll just pay you, um, I'll pay you back. And I said, okay. And he said, I only have a certain amount of money and then I'll just, uh, he was teaching guitar lessons. And so he says, as I get money for my guitar lessons, I can pay you. And I said, no, bud, we don't, we don't do credit. We, you know, whatever yeah. we put on the credit card gets paid off in full. And he said, yeah, but you know, I just pay you. And I'm like, we're not credit cards. Like, no, you know, <laughs> you have to have yet. all of the money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, so, you know, I just think uh, kids need to really understand what mm-hmm. what that means and how to save for something that you want yeah. and he did get all the money and was able to buy his p90x yeah yeah so well that is that is all the time we have for today's episode about transitions um you know once the the, the only transition we really didn't didn't talk about was once they leave young adulthood and they they kind of enter their adulthood in the in their twenties or so, um, that's another transition and our mothering changes there, you know. And and I think that that's another podcast. Right? I think right. that's a whole, you know, how do you mother adult children, um, especially when they get married and have families of their own? You think, well, I'm I'm done, but but we still you're, need you're our done. moms and dads. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. And, and so we still mother. I, I always, you know, I, I say my nest, I'm not an empty nester. My nest just gets larger because your kids live in different states and different places, but you still mother. And so I think we're going to do a podcast on, on, uh, on that coming up, but um, thank you for listening. And I hope that you got some good takeaways from this that will help you work through those transitions of mothering that are, um, often hard and challenging and take some planning. Uh, and as always, we appreciate you listening. Uh, you can listen here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mind. I'll just. <sighs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can hear, obviously. Mm-mm. Nope. Take three. Take three. Um, again, thanks for listening. Please be sure to visit uh, my website, onemomtoanother.com. Uh, you can listen to previous podcasts there on my website or at webtalkradio.net. And then remember, as always, you're doing better than you think. That's going to be re-